You little do you know I'm actually outside your door. Oh no, not again, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Hello, 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 2M Nation. It's Mike here. From 2M Nation, the- wow, we've grown. We got a whole nation of listeners out there, Matt. They're there. They're just not, uh, they're just not showing up in our download statistics for some reason. Must be broken. Uh, but anyway, welcome into the show. It's another episode of 2M Football, and it is actually, Matt, it is an anniversary of sorts for us. We've been married that long already? <laughs> Ten whole episodes without cancellation. Okay, that can't be right. Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. I mean, given that no one's coming in here to try to take this microphone away from me right now. Well. That is exciting. Ten episodes since our pilot one, and we are still plugging away still on the air yep still alive although you are just barely (laughs) do you want to tell the listeners what's going on with you really quick (laughs) so for those who don't know in a few episodes of the past we described what we do for a living and i described that i work for a flooring company well one of our stores was in dire need of help so i am currently recording on my end from my phone in a hotel room in cincinnati where we have been pulling 10, 11, and now tonight, 12-hour overnights to clean and prep the store. So if Matt's so, a little less than 100% today, probably because you're operating at, what, about 10% maybe? <laughs> I'm going to say that after the lovely mixture of Tylenol, ibuprofen, and some allergy meds, I'm at about 15%. All right, all right. Well, we'll take what we can get, and uh, appreciate you making the time still to record this with me. Hey, I love doing this. I enjoy it. I just apologize to the fans for being less energetic, and uh, I'm actually going to rely on Mike's 900 pages of notes this time. See, last week you complained about it. This week, what if I had shown up with nothing? (laughs) Mike, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's winging it. (laughs) That is very true. Let's get into it. Week two of the NFL season is in the books. Wild week two. Oh, yeah. Want to do a one-word reaction really quick? Uh, can it be an abbreviation? Sure. WTF. <laughs> I was going to go with ouch. Uh, I think both are in the same spirit as week two was uh, the headlines were really dominated by an insane amount of injuries of marquee players going down. I think there were seven ACL tears alone on Sunday. And overall, I'm not overly surprised due to the simple fact we knew injuries were going to be early this year without the preseason warm-up. However, I anticipated a lot of this to happen week one. Yeah, right. But, like, these aren't just, like, big injuries. These are major turn, like, tides can turn for these teams' injuries that we're going to get into. Yeah. Yep. And like you've met reference, we'll, we'll go over all the biggest ones in just a minute here. We'll skip the favorite moment question this time because it was a, a weekend of pain. Literally, physically for you, too. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to go. I can't hold my phone very well, but we're good to go. (laughs) And then, yeah, just getting into the recap, the biggest upset of the week. I mean, there was only one, really. Everything. Are you about to reference the Raiders? I sure am. I'm at a loss for words for that one. Like, I expected it to be good. I did not expect that Raiders defense to shut down that Saints offense. Right. I mean, we knew they'd be a little less than uh, not as good as usual without Michael Thomas. But but yeah, this was still a shocking performance by the Raiders defense. And conversely, their offense, Derek Carr looked great. Uh, Josh Jacobs was limited relative to what he did in week one. And and Derek Carr really took over. Um, I have to say, I think he may be silencing my criticism. (laughs) Really impressive performance all around. And, of course, they were extra motivated as they were playing on the Death Star, as John Gruden likes to call it. I I kind of appreciate him even more for that. I like it, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's their first game in their brand-new stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, no fans, sadly, but uh, millions of fans at home watching the game, and it was it was awesome. But other than that, the week pretty much went 
as expected relatively. And that goes into our, uh, we both had pretty good weeks in pigskin pick him again, uh, 14 points for me, 13 for you. And uh, I'm still in the lead, very close, 27 to 24 after two weeks. Oh, yeah, just keep rubbing that in. But you know <laughs> what? You know what? I am actually going to rub this part in your face because you left this out of your notes. Uh-oh. I'm 2-0 and in season fantasy. <laughs> I'm one of three teams that are 2-0. and And I tied my record from two seasons ago, so you can eat it. I, actually, that is in the notes all the way at the bottom. Oh, you know what? I didn't read that far. That's a lot of scrolling. Because it's the least important to me personally. <laughs> uh, well, I can't help it that your team, despite having a dominant receiver court, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they uh, took a big old poop in the bed this week, and we'll get to it. <laughs> and in the Eliminator, we were both correct. We both won with Buffalo, although I don't know why. Barely. Barely. I didn't see that game at all, really. But they only won by three points against Miami. Uh, but they they did pull through. And then, have you made your week three eliminator pick? I did. Want to reveal? Oh, you it? want me to tell you? <laughs> I'm following the flow. I got you. I'm reading this. Um, I actually went. I thought if I felt more confident when I made it, but now it's like I'm not so sure. I actually picked Cleveland over the Washington football team. Okay, I like it. I did pick them to win that game, which we'll get to, but. Uh, I agonized over this decision a little bit. I took the Cardinals over the Lions. Um, but there are a lot of games where I felt like moderately confident, but not quite confident enough. To like do- it would take one or two plays and the game swings in the complete opposite direction exactly. of what you expect. Exactly. Um, but okay, cool. I'm glad we don't have the same team this week. And with those updates out of the way, yeah, let's get into some of these injuries. I feel like this is the bulk of it. Normally we have like a bunch of prove it player story recaps, but these injuries on this list are critical and some of them are going to be nagging. Like they could start next week, but then be out the following week, or they could be in for a couple of weeks out a couple of weeks. Going through them here. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL in his game against the bears and he'll be done for the season. Christian McCaffrey uh, had a high ankle sprain in his uh, game on Sunday. and his I didn't see that one until late yesterday, and I was like, are you kidding me? Another, like, I mean, for fantasy purposes, I'm right, really happy. Those are the one and two picks in most leagues, probably. Uh, you had a couple 49ers running backs get banged up. Raheem Mostert, my, one of my private player picks, he had a, I believe it's an MCL sprain, and he's it's not super long-term, but he will miss a couple weeks probably. Uh, luckily, that was only after he scored on uh, an 80-yard touchdown run. Man, that guy's such a I stud. saw that. I was like, oh, this game's going to get blown away. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then came the, what was it, 2017, like, list-long, season-long injuries that the, the 49ers, they're not going to be able to feel that team in two weeks. Seriously, yeah, because a uh, fellow running back on that team, Tevin Coleman, also had a knee injury, and that's believed to be a bit more serious. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo had a high ankle sprain, and he'll be week to week. That's on top of, you know, Bosa. Right, Nick Bosa towards ACL. And then their other star defensive lineman. um, Solomon Thomas, right? Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yep, I was searching. So it's just just like the whole – like this was 2017 when like that's when Jimmy G – was that when Jimmy towards ACL or is that 2018? Yeah, it was the first year they signed him there, I believe. Luckily, they've got the Giants this week, the Saquon Barkley-less Giants, so they should be all right for this week, but they, they need to get these guys. I mean, Bosa's done, obviously, uh, but the others could come back soon, and that's the hope. Uh, we had Drew Locke from your Broncos with a uh, AC joint sprain, I believe. Oh, He'll be out two to six. Dude, mm-hmm. my Broncos got destroyed. <laughs> like, yeah, because they also lost Cortland Sutton to an ACL tear. Crazy stuff. What about what about your uh, your 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 most respected pick of Cam Akers? <laughs> yeah, he. You know the the saddest part for me about Cam Akers is that he started this game. He got the first three carries out of the Rams' backfield, and then he separated a rib or something like that. <laughs> I think that's what it was, and missed the rest of the game and and could miss some time. Malcolm Brown also got hurt in that game. Another Rams running back, but with a finger injury. But he'll be back next week. Was he flipping off the opponents too much? That's probably what it was. Yeah, his middle finger just got tired. (laughs) Started cramping up. (laughs) 
He had a couple of receivers uh, leave early. Sterling Shepard has uh, for the Giants turf toe, probably going to miss a few weeks. The okay. only thing that makes me excited slightly about that, and once again, it's you know simply fantasy related, is I do have Darius Slayton on my team. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which could open that up a lot more. Sure. I mean, without Saquon, that's a big weapon gone, and, and Shepard gone, and you know he's he's losing targets fast. Daniel Jones is. Danny Dimes. Yeah, more like Danny Nichols, Danny Pennies lately. Oh, uh, I got it. I got that reference. <laughs> uh, you had Devontae Adams leave early for the Packers with a hamstring injury. And yet Although, we still put up 42 points, so clearly. Well, it was Detroit, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? How about being 2-0, not just on the season, but in the division to start the year off? You're right. That's huge. Uh, then, this, this next one was the most confusing. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Like, from my understanding, the decision was made just after the coin toss. That's what I heard, too. That's when Herbert, their uh, sixth overall pick this year, was informed that he would, in fact, be starting rather than Taylor. Like, can you imagine just sitting on the bench there, like, iPad in your hand, kind of scrolling around, like, looking at the plays. Right. Doing some work. And then, the, the like, either the quarterback coach or the coordinator or even, you know, Anthony Lynn comes over, taps you on the show and be like, get yeah. your helmet. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy story. And we'll get into that, just the game, his performance a little bit. It was very impressive. I will hand it to you. Not that I'm admitting defeat, although I think at this point I have to. But Chargers aren't looking too shabby. Yeah, and that, that was – Taylor was pretty much our last injury I think we were going to cover anyway. So let's jump right into it. Our, let's, we're going to try to swing on things a little bit this week. We'll, we will go a little bit in depth into our sleeper, each of our playoff sleepers games, and then just at a high level, a couple other games with, with notable prove-it player performances instead of going through every single one. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's start right there. Chiefs of Chargers. Chargers oh, I like how you pick yours first. Hey, Alphabetically, well, my name's before yours, but that's fine. That's true, but I I, comp- I made the notes, so I put my stuff at the top and yours at the bottom if we get to it. <laughs> but yeah, Chargers welcome the Chiefs into SoFi Stadium, their first game there. Looks awesome. Um, what are we going? Yeah, one of these years. But yeah, like you referenced, Justin Herbert surprisingly got the start uh, when Taylor got hurt. Uh, I forget all the details about what exactly happened to Tyrod Taylor. So- from my understanding, and this was the last piece of news, and I could be wrong, so please don't crucify me. He was suffering like some rib discomfort, and they gave him, I don't know if it was a cortisone shot uh-huh. or something, and he had a reaction to it. Right, because he ended up in the hospital, right? Not, a, not only on the sideline. No, they took him to the hospital yeah. where he was cleared later that day, but it was, I know his history with Anthony Lynn, like in Buffalo. Right. He started like four or five games and then was benched for Josh Allen. Yeah, Allen's rookie year. So it was like, I was like, is this like, like I didn't believe the injury at first. Is it just an excuse? Yeah. Like injured in pregame, what did he do? Like there's not even contact pre-injury. One too many jumping jacks. (laughs) And then when I found out or I heard that it was like a reaction, I was like, man, that's actually kind of scary. Right. Yeah. So, and Anthony Lynn has said that uh, Taylor will still be the starter when he's 100% healthy. So, we'll see if that happens next week, if Herbert gets another start. Uh, But, I mean, once you turn it over to the rookie for any reason, I feel like it's hard to go back, especially, which let's get into right now, he played great. He So, at halftime of this game, the Chargers were actually up 14-6. to Uh, The Bosa and Ingram were getting a ton of pressure on Mahomes. I don't know if they got a sack, but he was constantly under duress and getting hit quite a bit. He almost reminded me of Russell Wilson with the fact of once the snap had, he had about, I don't know, second and a half before he had to get outside that line. Right. He either had like, a, it's not like it was a bad offensive line. They were just getting overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that speaks to why they were only able to score six points over the Chiefs. But at halftime, Herbert, uh, 167 yards and two touchdowns, one of which was a rushing touchdown. And he looked really good. He was really commanding that offense. And the best part for them was they were, they were able to run the ball. Eckler looked really good this game. Uh, that was the Austin Eckler people expected when they drafted him. Exactly, yeah. But what, you know, the unfortunate thing for, for fantasy managers, even though it's a great thing for the Chargers, 
is that their uh, rookie running back as well. Josh Kelly looked great in this game too. They were pretty much in a 50, 50 split. But I think what also led to them having such greater days is the fact that Taylor likes to run as well. So taking Terod's mobility out of the equation led to more touches for your running backs because the running backs are there to take the pressure off the rookies. Sure. Yeah. If Herbert gets the start next week, I think, I don't see why we shouldn't see a similar type of setup with either uh, a joint backfield or we could see Eckler, you know, be more of the guy that we expected him to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right with you there. Um, and Herbert for his part, he looked good. He, he was standing in the pocket, even taking some shots from defenders to, to get the ball downfield. The one mistake he made, and I really think this lost them the game, even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't right at the end of the game, but I believe they were still up by eight at this point. I think it was, I think it was 17 to nine at this point. And when he could have on a second or third and one play, when he could have easily run for it, he went deep and kind of threw in a double coverage under threw it a little bit and he got picked off. And that led him rivers did kind of, yeah, essentially. And that led immediately to the chiefs going on a 98 yard touchdown drive and getting the game tying two point conversion. Um, to tie the game in the fourth quarter. And now they did end up going to overtime uh, right after that. that. Herbert responded well. They drove down again, kicked a field goal, and Chiefs kicked a game-tying field goal again to to push it to overtime. And so I I love the effort. They played great, and they really – I think this defense did about as good a job as you can possibly do limiting Patrick Mahomes. The the only thing I'm going to question that happened in overtime was Chargers got the ball first, they had a fourth and one, and they punted. I, I don't like that call at all. It was conservative. I mean, look at how well their defense had been playing against Kansas City. I get in the moment. Like, I feel like this is one of those things that it's in retrospect you're questioning it. Oh, no, I question the moment, too. But at the time, I can almost understand what it was. Your defense has been playing well, been able to get a lot of pressure on Mahomes, Pin them back deep and force a turnover. That's true, but on the flip side, your offense, your running backs have been performing well too. It's third and one, you know. If, obviously, it ended up working out that the Chiefs kicked a fifty-eight yard field goal and won the game. Uh, so you're right; it's easy to criticize through that lens. Uh, but it's always easy looking back. But I, I understand. I don't necessarily agree with the call either. But I understand what they were thinking. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The defense had played well, but that's. I mean, they were they held Clyde Edwards-Alaire into like less than forty yards, sixty yards. Yeah. So they were they weren't running very effectively against them. Sure. And I will say the coverage was great. The defensive backs played awesome in this game. But what what would happen is that once the defenders all had their backs turned, if Mahomes was able to get out of the pocket, he was able to run it because the, the nobody else was no one was home at that. How point. did Derwin James do? How did he do? I'm I'm sure he enjoyed watching the game from his couch. <laughs> anyway so chargers fell to one and one but they played a really good game and i was impressed and i i think herbert should remain the starter that's my personal opinion all right so moving on sorry that was long i actually was able to watch that game so i had a lot of thoughts cardinals dominated the washington football team which this was an intriguing matchup on paper just given how good washington looked week one but Cardinals dominated 30 to 15 and proved it 2 and 0. And Kyler Murray just looks incredible. He looks like he cannot be stopped right now. Through the air and on the ground, he had two more rushing touchdowns on Sunday. Um if I had if I had one word for him, it's just beast. Yep. Yep. People were saying uh some people were predicting in the preseason that he would be this year's Lamar and it that seems pretty accurate through two games. We'll see if he can keep it going. Uh, they did give up a big game to Terry McLaurin on the other side. I haven't been able to watch all that game film yet to see if it was uh, Peterson on him the whole time, but I did see, uh, from what I did see, Peterson wasn't following him all over the field. He was staying on his half. Patrick Peterson, that is, who is my proven player, which is why that's relevant. Well, I knew that. I knew you weren't talking about Adrian Peterson. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that was strange scheming by them to not have Peterson follow McLaurin. Yeah, because they really don't have anyone else. <laughs> so how did so how did your uh, playoff sleepers do this week? Well, it was a gritty and 
well fought out match. And once again, you know, waiting till the second round to take Dak Prescott, I could not complain. Uh, but this was what this three was running touchdowns, which is just insane for a quarterback. This game just made me like the end is really what everybody will talk about. Yes. The Cowboys came stomping back after being down. And the key thing I want to focus on is while I am a Green Bay fan first and a Falcon fan second, I almost traveled home last night, took my Matt Ryan jersey, despite the fact he threw for 275 yards and four touchdowns, like had another <laughs> stellar week. Yeah. And burned it due to the simple fact. I don't know if they forgot the rule book. I think they forgot the rules <laughs> on the outside like, pick. I have never seen anything so stupid <laughs> and infuriating. And I watched and dumbfounded as. Let's paint the picture for the listener. What, what happened? So Dallas scores and they need to recover this onside kick. Like everybody knows it's happening. If Dallas can recover the onside kit, they have a shot to get within field goal range and kick the game winner by one point. Like, that's all they have to do is recover and get field goal range. And onside kicks are very tricky to recover. Now, for those who don't know all the rules, let me explain the rules for both sides of the ball because apparently these are forgotten. Yeah, hopefully hopefully Dan Quinn and the Falcons are listening. (laughs) If you are the kicking team, The ball must travel beyond 10 yards from the point of kick. So if you're kicking from the 10, it has to get beyond the 20-yard mark before you can touch it. Otherwise, it's an illegal touch. The defense can touch it within the second coming off of the tee or the ground, however they're deciding to kick. Uh There's no rule limiting that because the whole point of the defense is to recover it. (laughs) Uh Rules have been set. I watched. Five dumb <laughs> playing with an Atlanta jerseys, and they were like a ball, like a bubble around this football, moving with it, waiting <laughs> as it goes six yards, seven yards, nine yards. I'm like, is anybody going to touch this damn thing? <laughs> it gets past the ten yard, and out of nowhere, a Dallas player comes diving in and grabs it, and Atlanta's like, oh, we got to touch it. <laughs> And I'm sitting there dumbfounded. Yeah. You know what? We make mistakes. Things happen. And I guarantee you, the special teams is never going to make that mistake again. No. Because <laughs> I cannot imagine the words that were said in that locker room. Other than we're going to look at you know the rosters next week and see an entire new special teams yeah. team. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then, like you said, the, the, that's exactly what happened. Cowboys recovered. They did get into field goal range and kick the game-winning field goal, one by one point. <laughs> the Falcons were up the entire afternoon. It was crazy. And then they let this comeback happen. Um, Can you imagine it, being Matt Ryan, though? Right. It's like, we got this, guys, right? You just got to recover this onside kick. <laughs> Everyone on like, you had a great week. Like, I can't put these losses on Matt Ryan. No. He had a monster game last week, and they lost uh, another four touchdowns, like you mentioned. And I'll I'll be the one to bring it up. It's like the Super Bowl. Like, the offense played well, and the defense just gave up. Just collapsed, yeah. So, I don't know. And then... Good news for your your Cowboys, though, your sleeper. They improved to one-and-one with the victory. And Dak Prescott is a monster. He sure is. CeeDee Lamb, the rookie, is phenomenal. Yep. Um, the defense does its job, although they got torched by Matt Ryan. It's not going to happen often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I still feel, especially with the way the Eagles are playing. Oof. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really feel more and more comfortable that Dallas has the potential to take that division. Yeah. No one else looks like they're going to a legitimate contender right now, but we'll, so we'll see. And then, then news for your Broncos. So half the Broncos team, like San Francisco, is injured. All the critical sides. Um, Locke is out, was it three to six weeks with a shoulder? Yep. AC sprain, I believe. Yes. Um, the defense, you know, Von Miller out. Um, A.J. Boye. A.J. Boye in the corner. On the offense, you've got Cortland Sutton gone for the season with an ACL. Phillip Lindsay um, out a few more weeks, too. So it's like there's depletion all around. 
Yep. And that's hard for a team, especially with a team that looked up to their quarterback. So you've lost your captain of your offense for a while. Right. And you've lost some core pieces of that uh, defense that they're also counting on to dominate. There is one bright note, and that's Noah Fant is a beast. Woo-hoo. Hashtag proven it. So, I mean, if with Sutton down, it feels like Fant almost is like the number one go-to guy. Yeah. Now, Judy does look good as well. Another rookie producing. But, yeah, Fant is definitely targeted early and often. It's just going to take Jerry a little while to get involved more with the offense. I mean, he's going to be a phenomenal receiver. It's just there's a learning curve. And right now the one person that you have the ability to build a rapport with is out for a little while. Um, But as long as it's nothing serious and Locke comes back, I hope that the Broncos can at least win half these next games. Mm Mm-hmm. If they can come out, you know, within six weeks, we'll have, we'll be eight games in. If they can be even three and five or four and four at that point, yeah, um, then they'll have I a think, shot for sure. Yeah, I think then we're looking at something a little bit better. Cool, but yeah, zero and two for now after two weeks, uh, and then really quick, we'll just kind of rapid fire go through some of the other games. Uh, on Thursday night, you had the Browns beating the Bengals thirty-five to thirty. Big day for a couple of our proven players. Miles Garrett had a big uh, strip sack on the one-yard line that immediately set up a touchdown run by Nick Chubb. And Odell Beckham, finally, well, I say finally, it's only week two, but it feels like it's been a long time since he produced. He had a big game with four catches, 74 yards and a touchdown on just six targets this time, much more efficient than his three catches on 10 targets in week one. So you like to see that. And Baker getting on the same page. Well, I have something even more important than you because, yeah, that's great. Your players are all well nice. But how about Tariq Cohen getting an extension for the Bears? Yeah, that was a, a – well, I don't want to say a surprise, but that news broke like Saturday night, early Sunday morning before the game. Um, and he just needs – they just need to utilize him a bit more because the Bears won by the skin of their teeth in this one too. Trubisky yeah. started off in a phenomenal first half, and then the two interceptions in the second half really got dicey. Right. The Giants had a chance at the end of this one. Yeah, Cohen, good for him. An extra three years and $17 million added to his contract, so he'll be in Chicago for the foreseeable future. And then elsewhere in the division, Packers beat the Lions 42-21 to in their home opener, uh, like we talked about in the injury segment. Devontae Adams left early with a hamstring issue. Um, Alan Lazard still only had five targets, uh, with three of which he caught for 45 yards. This was Aaron Jones just dominated this game in the passing game, too. He had the most, I think he led the team in targets and receptions, had uh, three or four total touchdowns. It was just a monster day. Bucks beat the Panthers. Brady got a win in Tampa. Yeah, his first first win as a Buccaneer. It was against the Panthers, so I don't know how much I'm going to hold that, but you know. It still counts in the record books. <laughs> They're one and one. And uh, Antoine Winfield here had a good game. He had eight tackles uh, and a sack with a forced fumble. This game, while it was an embarrassment for one, how about Tyler Higby? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for me, it sucks because Cooper Cup is not getting the targets. Now Tyler Higby's getting everything. Three touchdowns in this game. Well, here's my thought. Okay. Week one was the Robert Woods show. Yep. Week two was the Higby celebration. Week three, Van Jefferson. I will smack you. <laughs> no, I think I know where you're going with that. <clears throat> it's going to be the cup carousel. Yep. The cup carnival. Okay. That's all I can hope for. I mean, Eagles just, I don't know what's wrong with their team on all phases of the ball. Yeah. They got, they got run over by Malcolm Brown and uh, Darrell Henderson. Higby, obviously, Monster Day. Uh, and I believe they lost this one 37-19. Uh, Wentz had a few more interceptions. Not look good. Even in Miles Sanders' return. And he had a decent game, which limited uh, Boston Scott's uh, workload. Moving on, Jaguars almost pulled off the upset. <laughs> they lost 30-33 to in Tennessee in another shootout. And Minshew, well, both quarterbacks, really. But Minshew first. He looked awesome in this game. He had 340 yards. Completed two-thirds of his passes, tossed three touchdowns, uh, two picks, one of which was an unfortunate uh, tipped ball that ended up getting intercepted. But that's Which I still stand that those should be on the receivers, yeah, not right. the quarterback. But <laughs> Yeah, receivers need to start getting charged for some of these interceptions. 
Um, but that's two games in a row to start the season in which Gardner Minshew has thrown three touchdowns each. So really impressive there. And the defensive side of that ball. I mean, Henderson with four tackles and two assists, mm-hmm. definitely starting to, to blossom as a young corner. Yeah, really impressive first two games for him. Uh, I think he had an interception last week. He's getting involved. So, And I think a lot of people were sleeping on Jacksonville. And I think yeah. they're starting to show that they're not to be counted out of anything. Definitely an impressive first couple of games, beating the Colts and then almost beating Tennessee, who was in the AFC Championship game last year. Um, How about Corey Davis? Yeah. No A.J. Brown, so Davis became the de facto number one receiver, and he had another big one. I'm definitely moving Davis up into my starting lineup because I figured week (laughs) one was a fluke, but two weeks in a row with good targets, I mean, he's just building a rapport with Tannehill. And even with A.J. Brown on the field, Brown is going to take the defensive coverage, Mm -hmm. which should open it up for Corey Davis. Yeah, and even without Brown, Tannehill looked really good in this game. Uh, not Only 24 passes attempted, but completed 18 of them, 240 yards, and four touchdowns. See, so, it doesn't matter if you throw 24, 50, or 5. If they're resulting in, you know, one out of every six passes being a touchdown. Yep, you'll take those numbers. Any day. Uh, 49ers, even though they... They lost everybody. They lost half their team. They did they lost everybody. Thirty-one to thirteen. It's like that uh, that Thanos meme from uh, the Avengers. It's like we won the game, but but what did it cost? Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Mozart looked good before leaving with a knee injury. He'll be out for a few weeks. Then the Sunday night game, highly entertaining. Oh my gosh! Patriots lost to the Seahawks, uh, thirty-five to thirty in the end. And weirdly, that was the second game this week that ended with the score of 35 to 30. Just thought that was interesting. And uh, this was so fun, back and forth the whole time. And the Patriots actually had a shot at the very end of it. They had a um, they had a goal-to-go situation from the one or two-yard line with just three seconds on the clock. So one final play. And they went with a Cam Newton run that got absolutely stuffed, unfortunately. But it was still super entertaining. I was very upset I did not get to see this. Yeah, might be worth checking out. Um, unfortunately, Sony Michelle didn't get much work here. Just seven carries. I get. I think that's kind of what happens when you got Cam Newton taking up all the rushing attempts. Well, clearly it didn't work. <laughs> it worked the first time. He did have, I think, two other rushing touchdowns in this game. But Patriots, well, he did not have a Dak Prescott three. Seahawks said, "Fool me once, shame on me." Uh, anyway, Nikhil Harry had eight catches, seventy-two yards, and actually led the team in targets with twelve. So he's looking good. I'm excited about his. Oh, prospect. is he about to turn the corner, Michael? He might be hashtag proving it as we before our eyes. <laughs> well, my eyes are closed, so maybe your eyes. My eyes have uh, four-inch thick pieces of glass in front of them just to help me see the world a little better. So I don't know if mine can be trusted either. <laughs> And then in the Monday night part is you're not lying. No, that's barely an exaggeration. (laughs) Uh, And then we already talked about Monday night football Raiders uh, upsetting the saints. All right. That puts a bow on week two. Oh, it's so cute. Week three preview on Thursday night football this week. You got the Owen two dolphins traveling to the one and one Jaguars. Yawn. Maybe, but the Dolphins almost – they gave the Bills a run for their money this week, and the Jaguars have looked pretty impressive through two. Um, excited you about say there's more potential than the mocking that I'm giving it? Yeah, as an entertaining game. I don't think it'll be close. I'm taking the Jaguars. Me too. Some points could be scored in this one. It's either going to be Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic. The other question, or the other way to look at it is, is it going to be Fitz magic or Minshew magic? I think we've already established that there's magic in Minshew. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, so, yeah, we got Minshew in this game, and we got uh, your guy, CJ Henderson. Let's go pick off. I mean, Fitz I mean, tragic shows up. You have plenty of opportunities to feed, he, but... Even in Fitzpatrick's good games, he still tosses a couple picks, usually. Um, so, yeah, that'll be Thursday Night Football. Both taking the Jaguars and then moving into the Sunday noon games. We've got Washington at the Browns, which is kind of intriguing. I don't really know what to think about either of these teams, really, because Washington came out week one and 
and dominated the Eagles. Although it may look like it was an outlier because the Eagles apparently are worse than we expected. Them yeah, to be. right, right. And then Washington got dominated themselves in uh, Arizona. So I feel like this is more of an even matchup. Definitely. And the Browns uh, sort of went the other way. They got just absolutely rolled in week one by the Ravens, but then came back with a strong Thursday night showing last week. Uh, and I think I'm taking the Browns here. Yep, I am as well. Cool. We'll look for Odell to hopefully have another big game against Washington secondary and then Miles Garrett to get after it uh, against that O-line in Washington. 49ers at Giants. 49ers who, I don't know, I think they might have, they should call themselves something different this week, given that it's going to be a completely different team than, than last the week. The 49ers? The 48ers, maybe. Yeah, the 49ers. I like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have no one to field on a football team yes <laughs> we got to find 11 people off the streets of san francisco to fill our <laughs> roster um but yeah speaking of which no raheem most starting this game no saquon barkley no nick bosa probably no no jimmy g it's gonna be interesting you're gonna see nick mullins most likely in a quarterback for the 49ers See, this is a game that I probably would have picked in Eliminator if they had their team at full strength. <laughs> that said, I still picked the 49ers, but I don't, you know, something crazy could happen here. I took the Giants. Ooh, spicy. Um, given the 49ers' injuries, granted, yeah. the Giants lost Saquon Barkley, but that's about the only major injury they have. You know, obviously Sterling Shepard down, but they still have talent Golden around. Yeah. They have Golden Tate. They have Darius Slayton. They've got uh, uh, Ed End, whose name is escaping me right now. Ingram. Yeah, uh, yes, Evan Ingram. Thank you. Um, and then you've got Daniel Jones as well. Yeah. And the defense isn't terrible. And being the fact we're about to see kind of an unknown quarterback coming in, I mean, the 49ers were already banged up in wide receiver area. Now they're banged up in the backfield. Mm -hmm. So the whole offense has lost several cogs of the machine here. And it's going to be interesting to see, while I give Shanahan a lot of credit, he's got a tough challenge here, even against an 0-2 Giants team. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of taking a gamble on this one, but a calculated one. So if I like I'm wrong, so. I wouldn't be surprised. But, but if you're right, you're going to look like a genius. <laughs> Well, every squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. Next up, we've got the Bengals at Eagles, uh, both teams 0-2. And before this, this to me, is no no-brainer, but go on. It should be. It should be. Before the season, it would have been. But the, <laughs> the Eagles have looked so bad. And even though the Bengals are 0-2, um, Joe Burrow has been really impressive. So I, I don't quite know what to make of this one. I'm still taking the Eagles, but I'm nervous. Really? I'm very nervous about this. I'm taking Cincinnati. All right. <laughs> and uh, just in terms of proven players, we got Joe Mixon, who, for the sake of my fantasy team, I really hope he picks up the pace a little bit. Uh, Boston Scott. I'm not even considering Mixon anymore a proven player because he got the contract. You're right. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's a good And point. he's proven. <laughs> you're like, right. There's no <laughs> questions around him. Like, you've, your proven players have all gone on IR. <laughs> And two of yours have and half done. of mine have signed contracts. <laughs> hmm, interesting. I don't know what that means. It means that clearly I picked the money players. <laughs> that you know, and not from a fantasy perspective, but from like a team contribution perspective. Like, there's reasons these guys are getting contracts. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, another guy we talked a lot about in the offseason was AJ Green and his prospects beyond this year. Um, been a pretty quiet start for him even though he's getting a ton of targets from burrow that said he will probably be matched up with darius slay so that'll be a fun matchup to watch um but yeah we're on opposite sides of this one and i like it i could totally see the Bengals going in there burrow having another big game next up we got the <laughs> two and zero raiders visiting the one and one patriots it's a pretty intriguing matchup actually given that um i don't take too much away from the raiders beating carolina week one but uh like we talked about earlier beating the uh, Saints. Why don't you take this one? Who do we got in this game? <laughs> Who do we have? I'm taking the Raiders. Oh, my gosh. I'm taking the Patriots. Um, after that performance against Drew Brees' offense, I mean, once again, I feel like this may be a bit of a stretch, but I can't argue what they did. 
they sure. they took one of the most accurate passers in the league and dropped him to just above a fifty percent completion rate. Yeah, granted, no Michael Thomas, but the Patriots don't have the star-studded offense outside of Newton that the Saints have. So for me, it's like, well, if the Raiders' defense can stun one of the most prolific passing offenses in the NFL, what can they do against this one? They took Sean Payton, who is in a category of his own. Like, Josh McDaniels is good, but the best offensive play caller has always been Sean Payton. And they took his offense and made it, I don't want to say embarrassed, but they embarrassed it. Yeah, they definitely uh, stymied them. And then the defense, where did that defense come from? Yeah, I well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know as much as I should about their personnel. I know they've got uh, Jonathan Abram at safety because he's on our dynasty team. <laughs> he's pretty good. So it's like, I don't know if they, from, from that performance, against the Saints going into week three at the momentum against the one and one New England team. Mm-hmm. I've got to side with the Raiders on this one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I think it'll be competitive. Uh, Patriots are at home here, though, and uh, I'm sure there's some stat about Belichick after a loss and how they bounce. There's always a stat. And there's Belichick always a stat. I don't have it in front of me right now, but uh, Nikhil Harry looks like he's really emerging as a threat as like a a number one in this offense. And the connection with Edelman seems to be improving. So between those two guys and Newton's own abilities as a runner, uh, I think they'll be able to generate enough offense to uh, get past this Raiders defense. And you're you're right, some questions have been exposed about the Patriots' own defense giving up 35 to Russell Wilson. And given well, all I can't players, compare Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, though. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Yeah, that would be a little too far. <laughs> um. I think Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that I can't, I can't hold that terribly against New England. But you can't argue with the the Raiders' own weapons that they've got. Darren Waller at tight end is is just dominant. And then Ruggs, maybe he wasn't a hundred percent last week. Maybe he will be this week. Hunter Renfro is getting involved though too. Yeah, yeah, they've they've got some options there. Um, they started to do the one thing that I was worried, and that was stretch the field. Yeah, and that's been the element that was missing, uh, like last year from these Raiders. That said, I'm still taking the Patriots at home to get it done. Uh, interesting, though. I wonder if we're going to differ here. Bears two and zero, surprisingly, at the zero and two Falcons. You got to recover. Uh, got paid. My prove, and I think Matt Ryan has proved that he still has it. Absolutely, yeah. I can't put I can't put the two off and uh, two losses on the offense. Nope. I just I just can't can't do it. I can question that defense till you know the cows come home, but <laughs> I just feel cows, bad for Matt Ryan. When exactly are the cows coming home? Just so I can get my stuff prepared. I'll, I'll never tell. You just got to listen. <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't question Matt Ryan, but I do have questions about Julio Jones, who uh, supposedly had a hamstring injury. Played through it, but only caught two passes last week and had a really bad drop and was kind of in and out all game long. So you wonder if there's something more serious going on with him. You can question Julio Jones, but let's be honest, even with those only couple of targets, the offense has been fine without him. True. Yeah, very true. And uh, I'm taking the Falcons at home to win this one. Okay, I have the Falcons as well. This is going to be the third week in a row I'm picking against the Bears. I've been wrong the first two. <laughs> we'll see see if I'm right this time. This uh, one's going to be a star-studded game. Rams at Bills. This is a battle of 2-0 and teams, right? I didn't mess that up. I'm very proud of you. You got this one right. <laughs> yeah, both these teams look good. Um, I will say the Rams' two wins have been more impressive than the Bills. Just strength of schedule wise beating Dallas in week one and then an Eagles team that well we thought was good <laughs> maybe is not in week two uh, in the I think this is going to be the bigger test this is going to be the biggest test the Rams have faced yep yeah so it's going to be how does Josh Allen do against a, a more legitimate defense than he's faced yet this year uh, who, and he's Josh Allen has been unleashed a little bit more this year he's been throwing a lot more than ever before I have to um, say he so far has squashed my my one criticism of accuracy. <laughs> I think the Stefan Diggs trade has has really made a world of difference for this offense. It reminds me like when Dallas got Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. 
like these offenses just were missing an element that you're like, okay, they're a great player, but how much of an impact is it really going to be? Right. And then you'd see the results. Yeah, uh, because John Brown was pretty good last year. He was the only guy in town, in town, so the only real threat that defenses had to worry about. Now there's both of these guys who have great speed. They're both deep threats, really. So um, it's it's been exciting to watch. And so one of them will be matching up against Jalen Ramsey. I have a feeling that's going to be Diggs. Yeah, I would. Yeah, personally, I, that's I how I would be it. But mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be surprised if they play, you know, half field coverage too. Sure. Uh, but yeah, this should be a really fun game, and I actually need to check my notes to see who I took because it's close. I think I took the Rams. How about you? I took the Rams. Okay. Uh, yes, I took the Rams on the road. Um, Tyler Higby, my proven player, proved it, proving it. Yep. And then Tremaine Edmonds is going to have his hands full. Yeah. Whichever two of the three starting Rams running backs are healthy. It looks like Akers might be the odd man out this week, but Henderson and, and Brown look just fine. They look really good running the football. So what they have to do is stymie the run, de- stymie the run game and force them to the air. But then again, these corners and coverage backers are going to have their hands full. You've got Cup, you've got Woods, and you've got Higby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot and of talent on this offense. It's kind of pick your poison. Fingers crossed, Cup has an amazing game. <laughs> 0-2 Texans taking on the 2-0 Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. what to say here? Uh, 2-0 Titans visiting the 0-2 Vikings. Did you really just allow me to do that? Okay, that's fine. What did you say? I said you really just allowed me to just like override that and be like, okay, that game's over, done, next. I didn't have any notes for it anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, the Texans just clearly are not the same team, and I don't know what to think of them. They could sure use one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. I'll just say that. Tyler Higby. Sure, cricket. Sure. Cricket. <laughs> That's going to be the intro, actually. Just you saying Tyler Higby, then 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> <laughs> we use that uh, cricket sound effect I got for last week, getting a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Steelers just look so good right now. Their defense with uh, Watt and Dupree. Uh, I mean, Fitzpatrick uh, in the secondary, I think he had a pick last week. They just look really solid. And then James Conner was back healthy, and Deontay Johnson is really emerging as a uh, – maybe not even a number two. Maybe, I think it's more like a 1A and 1B situation with him and Juju Smith-Schuster both producing. And, and Ben Juju's fully healthy. He's getting the same benefit that Juju had when Brown was there. He's taking all the coverage, yeah. and you get all the benefits. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Steelers um and then Titans I still need to even see if Vic Beasley has even played yet this season he's been <laughs> I don't think that signing looks like it mattered less and less especially once they got clowny you were so excited and then it was just all downhill yeah safe to say it's been a rocky start to his Titans tenure <laughs> Nice alliteration. So proud of you. Thank you. Um, then also in this game is your proven player, Tannehill, who is, I mean, you could argue he proved it before the season too because they extended him, but he has looked worth every bit of that money. You know, we, we were questioning how he would perform with, you know, a year of tape and the fact that they know they have to stop Derrick Henry. Yep. And he's shown he's not, he can throw it. He's not afraid to throw it. Yeah, and opposing defenses have still been focusing on Henry, who's been – not limited, but uh, he's you know not as dominant as in previous as last year. And I would say at this point in the season, he's taken a step back. Yeah, but teams will adjust because at a certain at the beginning of the year, it's probably like okay, well, let's make Tannehill beat us. Okay, shoot, he's beating us. <laughs> let's go back to base coverage, <laughs> and then you know, if they do that, then Henry will beat him. So it'll probably yo-yo like that back and forth all year. Yo-yo. Um, Want to hear about how bad Kirk Cousins is? <laughs> I feel like this is a joke, and I feel like I'm being baited into something stupid, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Now, just on the flip side of this game, the Vikings played the Colts last week. Kirk Cousins, in four quarters of that game, a full football game in which they're losing the whole time, he completed 11 out of 26 passes for 113 yards, in three interceptions. Are you sure Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston weren't on the field? <laughs> uh, 
it, it looked like that. He is, he averaged four yards per pass attempt. His longest play was only 24 yards, and he got sacked three times. You know who's actually better than that, too? Like every other quarterback in the league? Yeah, even like Taysom Hill. <laughs> okay. Okay, settle down. <laughs> That's a step too far. Anyway, I'm taking the Titans to beat the Vikings. Even though the Vikings are at home, I have zero confidence in that offense to do anything. I don't know what happened. Kirk Cousins fell off the wagon. Dalvin Cook still looks good. He looks worth his money, but Kirk Cousins, yikes, man. I have the Titans beating the Vikings. All right. Sunday afternoon, Panthers at Chargers. Um, Panthers 0-2, Chargers 1-1. Curtis Samuel, my proven player, has been very disappointing so far. <laughs> the, the reports from training camp appear to be true. Kind of like your face. What reports were there from training camp about my face? That it was very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got me. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't figure out where that was going. but Well, funny. I thought I was going to stump you by asking you that question. I don't know. Once again, master improver on the side. That's true. That's true. There's nothing in my notes about how to handle that. (laughs) Curtis Samuel uh, is doing actually more as a runner than a receiver because it seems like Robbie Anderson, their free agent signing, has passed him up on the depth chart. It's it's Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore getting all the targets there from Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Chargers, I don't care who's a quarterback, um, picking the Chargers to win this game. Yes, sir. 0-2 0-2 Jets at the 1-1 and Colts. I'm taking the Colts. Colts. Okay, Cowboys at Seahawks. Here's a good one. Cowboys are 1-1 one one coming off that dramatic victory. And Seahawks are 2-0 and after their dramatic victory <laughs> over the Patriots. I think this is going to be an awesome game. I love the matchup. I love the shootout. This is going to be a shootout the whole way through. Yeah, neither of these And teams. as much as I don't want to admit this, there's a team after this that will be all or nothing. I'm taking the Seahawks. Me too. They're at home, and Russell Wilson just looks too good. Um, I just I, I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game between the quarterbacks, though. Yeah, for sure. Maybe another three rushing touchdowns for Dak Prescott. That would be pretty crazy to do that in back-to-back weeks. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if each of these quarterbacks has one rushing touchdown. CeeDee Lamb looking fantastic. He's looking better than uh, Michael Gallup, actually, production-wise so far. That's what I'm going to study next. There might be a, a change-up coming. Yeah. And then watch Michael Gallup will have 120 yards and four touchdowns, and I'll be like, I quit football. I mean, they could go back and forth all year, uh, give who's producing each week. I think, actually, one of the things we didn't talk about about the Cowboys and their win was, so they lost Blake Jarwin week one, who's expected to be a tight end breakout candidate. He got replaced by... Someone named Dalton Schultz, who dropped like three passes filling in in that game. You know, everyone, the jokes were flying on Twitter all week to anyone who picked him up in fantasy. And then he put up like 88 yards and a touchdown for the Cowboys last week. So, uh, he, so he put some Elmer's glue on his gloves. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe that's all it was. Uh, he did something, though, in the week of preparation. And, and they've got another weapon back in that passing game. But yeah. Uh, taking the Seahawks. 0-2 Lions at 2-0 Cardinals. Uh, taking the Cardinals. Yep. Lions might get Kenny Galladay back. Uh, that would be really helpful for them. But either way, they look pretty disappointing so far, especially on defense. Unless Defense Jeff- is where they're struggling. I love the offense. And then the final game of the afternoon slate, Buccaneers at Broncos. I don't want to talk about it. All right, we don't have to. Taking the Bucks. Yes. This would have been a really interesting game if the Broncos were fully healthy. Yes. But uh, they're not, so it's not. Sunday night football. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Packers. The 2-0 and Packers traveled to the 1-1 and Saints. Uh, biggest storyline here is actually, I guess, both teams' top receiver. We, don't, we expect Michael Thomas will miss this game, but uh, he's been a fast healer coming back from other injuries in his career. And... Uh, Devontae Adams also with the hamstring. We'll see if he plays, although it sounds like he is expected to. Uh, this should be a super fun game. I'm taking this as it's not going to happen twice, and I actually have the Saints win in this one. Okay. I'm taking the um, Packers. I just don't think the Saints, after that 
embarrassment by well, I still think that they're not the world's greatest team, the Raiders. I think they're mediocre. I think they're better than we thought, but they're not you're not gonna stop this offense more than once. Yeah, and, and the Packers, uh, for as good as they've been on offense, their defense has given up a lot of points. So um, Drew Brees could be in for a big game, even without Michael Thomas. Uh, Traquan Smith I think did pretty this well. This is where we see Emmanuel Sanders come in. Yeah, you've got him and Traquan Smith are the two guys now. And, and also Jared Cook at tight end was has been productive. So Packers, will, even without Thomas, they'll have their hands full a little bit. And the Saints defense, I think, is better than what they showed against the Raiders. Should be a so I think this should be a good game. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers. You're taking the Saints. I like it. And then Monday Night Football, no question, this is the, the game of the week. And the hardest one. Yeah, yeah, it is. Chiefs at Ravens. Mahomes versus Lamar. I can't wait for this. I don't know what needs to be said, really. You've got the, the two most dominant quarterbacks in the game right now going head-to-head. Uh, I think the Ravens probably have the edge on defense, and for that reason, I'm picking the Ravens. I took the Chiefs just because I had to pick one. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's like choosing between your kids, right? Yeah. Actually, that's easy. It's whichever one is sleeping more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like even if I, even if I lose, like you win because it's so hard to choose one of those two. Yeah, this is one where you. Don't try to analyze too much. Just sit back and enjoy. This is going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, And that concludes our week three preview. Matt, would you join me in the fantasy corner? Oh, my. (laughs) In FanDuel, a come-from-behind victory. Speaking of FanDuel, don't finish that (laughs) sentence. Uh, I was down by quite a bit in going into the Sunday night game, uh, but I had Cam Newton and Julian Edelman who put up 35 and 22 points respectively. 70 or 50 points between the two was ridiculous. Yeah, it really was. was. so mad. Because <laughs> I had already counted myself out because you still had Metcalf and Lockett who also both had good games. Both of those guys had a touchdown. Yeah. They're not winning this week. My roster's stacked. My <laughs> Patriots trade the day and I'm up to nothing in FanDuel and then here's your season long recap uh, you, you can go ahead and talk about how good your team is uh, besides I don't technically have it but I'm going to say I have I have one of the best teams I feel like <laughs> I wouldn't argue that point yeah I mean Prescott was incredible over 40 points yeah. Clyde Edwards Alaire got stopped a little bit um I would have to say my weakest points would have to be my receiving core. You know, Gallup and Marvin Jones Jr. just didn't do a lot. Uh, unfortunately, Dallas Goddard was a disappointment, but I have plenty of options in backups. C.D. Lamb put up 10 points. Cooper Cup put up 10 points. With Now with um, the injuries on the Giants, Derry Slayton has an opportunity to be here. Stafford, even in the losses, has been putting up decent amount of points. Yeah. Um, the Ravens' defense, again, double digits for me. Starting them this week against the Chiefs? Yes, I am. Whoa, man. <laughs> and then, yeah, my team came crashing back down to earth. <laughs> Adams got hurt. My QBs were both mediocre. Um, I prefer you to use the term you put in your notes here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Reading directly from the notes, my QBs were meh. <laughs> <laughs> The tight end situation is bad. I threw you an offer. Yeah, you threw me. Okay, maybe I'll put a poll out about this trade. Matt offered me Dallas Goddard after his big week one game for Juju Smith-Schuster straight up. I think that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, but after this past week where Juju kind of disappointed and I'm hurting a tight end, I might reconsider. Anyway, uh, so I fell to one and one. Matt's two and oh. Congrats. I tied my record from two years ago. I'm so happy. I could I could lose everything now. I don't, I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, you're not gonna. Not with that roster. Um, and then this week, I, the adjustments I made was I switched out Cooper Cup against that Buffalo defense, and I'm actually putting in Corey Davis. Okay. Against that Minnesota that just keeps giving up a ton. Yeah. 
Yeah, that secondary is bad. Um, and I may end up switching out Michael Gallup for C.D. Lamb. But yeah, I'll wait and play sense. that a little bit closer to Sunday. Yeah, right. It's pretty early on still. But I can't argue what Corey Davis has been doing. He's only projected 8.2 over Cooper Cup's 10.9. But it's hard to predict which way the Rams are going to throw the ball. Yeah, they have so many options there. Um, and then as far as my lineup decisions, I don't really have any besides which of my three awful tight ends am I going to start this week? Kaseki. Yeah, well, I'm, I think that's what I've got right now because, of course, he was terrible week one, so I bench it for Herndon. Herndon puts up a whopping one reception for five yards, one fantasy point, and Kaseki on my bench goes off for like 23 points or something. So I'm switching them in, putting Gasicki back in. Of course, now watch them go the opposite way. Well, yeah, it's because it's your team. <laughs> so uh, that's my biggest – I mean, that's my only decision, really. Unless Adams is hurt, then I've got uh, to swap in another receiver. And I like your most interesting free agency ones, the very last one, which isn't a free agency. Oh, Corey Davis. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of free agent acquisitions going to happen this week with all the injuries. Uh, Christian McCaffrey out four to six weeks, so Mike Davis stepped in at the end of uh, week two's game and, and played well, caught a lot of passes. With Mostert and Coleman out for San Francisco, you're going to have uh, Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson Jr. as the primary running backs for San Francisco. Uh, I am trying... I'm putting a decent amount of money to pick up Justin Herbert of my fab budget. That is to pick up Justin Herbert as like my third QB to rotate in because he looked really good. And I truly believe that he will be the starter going forward one way or another. However, Anthony Lynn tries to frame it to be, you know, to keep the peace with Tyrod Taylor. I think that's what ends up happening. I need to find out how much you're betting so I can outbid you just to make you mad. I'm going to quit the show. If you do that to me, (laughs) (laughs) um, if Adams is out, I mean, neither of these guys is available in our league, but in general, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard will be guys to pick up if Devontae Adams misses time in Green Bay. And then if Michael Thomas is out, Traquan Smith was actually the better of the two between him and Sanders uh, in Monday night's game against the Raiders. So uh, either of those guys would be good pickups. And finally, let's want to talk some FanDuel for this week. I have my roster ready to go, and I hope you're – you're going to be blown away with the way excited. I moved, yeah. <laughs> with, with the way I moved money around to make this roster happen. All right, lay it on me. So my starting quarterback, okay, Kyler Murray. Oh wow! All right, that's a good pick. Can't argue with that. RB one, Nick Chubb. Okay, he's not bad. RB two, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, man, okay. That's three really good players so far. WR1, DeAndre Hopkins. Hang on, I have Hopkins too, actually, so cancel that one out. WR2, Allen Robinson. Okay. WR3. Good pick, yep. T.Y. Hill. Okay. I had to go cheap on that one. He's tight end so far, but I, he could bounce back any time now. Tight end, Tyler Higby. <laughs> All right. Flex, Corey Davis. Defense, Browns. Huh. That's a really good lineup. <laughs> I feel like all my guys are, are bargains. <laughs> and you want to know the amazing part? Well, you had money left over? I had $200 left over. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I think you're cheating over there somehow. <laughs> all right. Ready to hear mine? Oh, let's, <laughs> I'm so scared. Quarterback. Got Gardner Minshew. All right. Respectful. Running back one, Alvin Kamara. Okay. Josh Kelly is my running back two. Okay. LaVisca Chenault Jr. is <laughs> a wide receiver. Uh, who? <laughs> He's on the Jaguars. Okay. He scored in the first, in week one. I went really cheap there. <laughs> he was Yeah, that's a player that I have no idea. Okay, continue. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, which you already knew. Uh, and then Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh, wide receiver three. Okay. Doubling down on Mike Gesicki <laughs> this week at tight end. <laughs> <laughs> 
either going to win big there or be completely annihilated. <laughs> uh, Adam Thielen in the flex, and I'm hoping they get it turned around somewhat on offense. Uh, and then the Chargers defense against Carolina. I can't argue with those picks other than the one I had no idea who it was. <laughs> no, but I, I think I agree with you. I, you. You've got a star-studded lineup there, so uh, I feel good about that. Well, I'm, I'm 0-2 against you. I need to start now. All right, and that concludes our Week 3 preview. Can you believe we're on Week 3 already? I feel like it's moving too fast. Right? It's like you wait all off-season for it. Week 1 starts with a bang, and then it, just the train starts rolling, <laughs> and it doesn't stop. Well, I wish you the best. We don't face each other yet, do we? No, it's it's closer to the middle of the season, I think. But don't worry, we, we do, and that will be a fun preview. And as a teaser, Jello bet, I think. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, but yeah, until then, Matt, I hope you return safely from your trip to uh, Cincinnati. I and... will try my best. I will be more in tune next week, hopefully. No, you did good. You got into it. I, you perked up throughout the when we started talking about how great your fantasy team is. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've been a fantasy disappointment like for the past two years to the point, and you left this out, which I was kind of thankful you did. But you were like, "Do you want to do it this year?" I mean, you've had a rough <laughs> couple of years. I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to extend the option. <laughs> But like, no, I will see this through, and I will destroy all. You have returned. Here. You have returned with a vengeance. <laughs> I have, and I will continue with my vengeance push. Ideally. Oh yeah! One last update. I lost to Kevin, so he will not be joining us on the podcast. And as a consequence, the other consequence of that is I, I will be recording ten seconds of a "Call Me Maybe" lip sync video as payment of my debt to him. <laughs> Which, uh, yes. I'll give it to you, Matt. You can put it on the YouTube channel. We'll we'll tweet it out too. <laughs> Absolutely, I will. That will be one of the first uploads on our new YouTube channel. <laughs> it's your embarrassment. I am awful for this. Be awful. I don't know the timeline yet. I've got some preparations to make, but that is coming. <laughs> Please tell me you're dressing up. There will probably be a costume involved. I need to watch the video. It's been a while. <laughs> Anyway, and this it. is why we do what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Matt, wish you the best of luck in week three, except in FanDuel. Of course, of course. FanDuel, I'm coming for you. <laughs> be scared of that roster. I'm terrified. I'm still trying to do the math in my head and figure out how you did that. I still feel like you cheated somehow. <laughs> but I use my own money. The, yeah, right. <laughs> you need a thousand more dollars for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him, like, get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, my husband's got the brain. We're not going to have any more injuries this week. We're done with injuries. <laughs> oh, the, you keep telling yourself that. It's going to be week four. We'll be picking up fifth-string players who we've never even heard of. They're going to hold, like, another draft from the XFL just to get more bodies in the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. See you on the gridiron, my friend. See you on the gridiron. Enjoy week three, everybody. See you next time. Ciao. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.